Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hey there. Good morning, everybody. It's Lisa. Um, and the other day, in case you missed it, I announced that I'm bringing back Ask an Advocate where you can ask me questions. And I'm already getting some responses. Just because I'm I'm doing this doesn't mean I'm going to increase my frequency of publishing podcasts. So um, if you're, I can already tell I'm going to get backed up because if I schedule them out on Mondays and Wednesdays through August, like I said I was going to, um, I already know that for some of these folks it means that they're going to wait a week or two until until they. Um, get their answer. So please remember that there's always the blog, a day in our shoes.com. And mm, there's a lot of great information there. And there's also the Facebook group where you can ask, but I'm still happy to answer them verbally if I can. Um, another minor announcement that since it's summertime, I do not get any real work time or quiet time to myself at home. One of my kids is here all the time, um, and we've already done our summer vacation, and he's already done his camps that he's going to do. So my point is, usually I'm apologizing for dog noise in the background, but since it's summertime, you may hear kid noise in the background. Um, because if I waited for quiet time to do a podcast, they just wouldn't ever get done because it's never quiet here. <sighs> I even have a house full of snores, even the dogs snore. So really there's never, ever a quiet moment in this house. But anyway, um, so I'm going to get into the first question that I've received, um, and I will read it to you. And it sounds like this parent is a teacher because this is what she wrote to me. As an educator, I worked very hard to have my daughter mainstreamed in high school in her in-class support and a couple of resource classes. With modifications and accommodations and me fighting them every day, she is getting A's, B's, and a couple of C's. They think they are meeting her needs. However, when discussing college, the only options they mention are severely special needs colleges. So there is a disconnect between what they want to provide and what they truly know she is capable of. A lawyer said it's not worth it because they will justify that her needs are met. She is capable of getting all A's with the proper modifications and accommodations. I swear I'm not the mom that cares about that for her, but it affects her confidence. She works so hard and walks away defeated because she can't succeed the way she wants. There is no appropriate setting in 
a large high school to have her individualized needs met. She doesn't fit into the severely disabled grouping, which attracts more resources and attention. She doesn't fit in anywhere. All the teachers mention her comprehension, but when I requested supplementation through an online Read 180 program that they have extra licenses for, they denied her. They will do nothing extra except her placement. I am stumped at to what to do. How can I get a child that appears to be doing well extra help at school? So that is a great question. Um, and I have several blog posts addressing issues, you know, tangent to this. Um, one of them is called, the title of the blog post is, His Grades Are Fine, He Doesn't Need an IEP. And the other one, oh, I've changed the name of it so many times because no one was reading it, and I think it's a really great post. Um, I think now it's called, I used to call it Overcoming IEP Thought Hurdles, but now it's, um, it's called, like, most parents don't know these seven things about IEPs or something like that, but if you search for IEP Thought Hurdles or something like that on the blog, it will show up because there's just, um, certain things about IEPs that people forget. Um, either they don't know or they forget. And that includes parents and educators. One of those is that, um, um, what am I trying to say here? Um, that IEPs are supposed to be strengths based. It's really hard for me to say with my braces. Um, in other words, you have to presume competence, but that can be a really difficult thing to, it's a difficult com concept to kind of grasp. Um, and it can be a difficult thing to kind of prove. I went to a conference several years ago and, um, a mom who's an activist and advocate spoke and this, her, her child is now an adult. I'm, I'm guessing at this point, she's probably in her mid twenties, but she's the one who inspired me to do another blog post that you need to look up, um, called the vision statement because she had been in discussion with her child's IEP team and all through transition in high school, the school kept presenting, a sheltered workshop, which I'm not even going to get into that and explain it. Hopefully you know what a sheltered workshop is. But anyway, you know, the, the school was just all about sheltered workshop, sheltered workshop, blah, blah, blah. Um, much like it sounds your school is as far as a special needs college. The mom and, and the child and the family had together done a vision statement or they had a vision for what they wanted for this child or student. And that included um, supported living and meaningful part-time work. And the funny thing is, is that the, this high school student, she was high school at the time, she already had a part-time job at a local department store. So she really was already halfway to her ultimate goal of, you know, independent living and meaningful part-time work. She already had a meaningful part-time job where she was being paid, 
you know, the same wage that everybody else at the store was making. She wasn't doing, you know, it wasn't a sheltered workshop where she's making two cents an hour or whatever it is. But basically the, the family and the school team did not have the same vision. So, you know, when, when parents kind of balk at me and say, well, why should I do this vision statement? Um, task or, or exercise, because there's a workbook, free workbook on the blog. And parents go, well, why should I do this? Um, I always say that the, the IEP is your roadmap and your vision statement or your vision is the destination. So how can you create a map if you don't know where you're going? So that would be my first recommendation to you is if you haven't done so already, and maybe you've done it informally, talked about what her future is going to look like. It certainly sounds like it, you know, from colleges. Um, but sit down and formally determine like what, as a family, what you see her adult life looking like, get that done. Then that's your vision. That's your goal. So now you need a map that gets you to that goal. And again, the IEP team has to presume competence. I would collect as much data and files and examples of homework, examples of projects. Um, if she does anything outside of school, whether it be volunteering or, you know, teaching Sunday school at church or um, Scouts, Girl Scouts, I know she's a little old for that, um, 4-H, sports, anything that she does outside of school that shows a level of ability that you are trying to show to the school, I would bring those examples. Um, if you don't have any, I would also work on creating some. You know, if the school isn't going to recognize her abilities and let her show them off, you know, find a setting that will. And then it's just a matter of following the IEP process. You document your parent concerns. You do a thorough parent concerns letter. Again, templates on the blog. Um, and ask, for, you know, ask to have a meeting. Tell them what you want as far as what you want in your IEP. Have the meeting about it and ask for it. If they're, if they say no, ask for it on a PWN, which, um, again, there's another post on the blog about PWNs and how to use them. Um, as far as your attorney, um, you know, you only sent me one paragraph, so obviously I don't know what all transpired between you and your attorney, um, but you said that the lawyer said it's not worth it because they will justify that her needs are met. Um, yes, it's not an equal system. The good guys do not always win. It is a system that is stacked against parents. Um, it's not a fair system. I'll be the first to admit that. Um, but at the same time, we did have a pretty revolutionary court case, you know, less than two years ago called Andrew, E-N-D-R-E-W. And that court case has raised the bar as far as expectations for, for our kids. 
Um, because, yeah, they're going to argue that her needs are being met, but Andrew clearly states that it's not just de minimis anymore. Um, the child has the right to achieve, you know, whatever they're capable of achieving. So you just need to bring them that data that shows what she's capable of achieving and so on. I also would visit the colleges that you're interested in and maybe not even visit them, but look online and see what you can find um, as far as what they require for admissions and what kind of supports and services they offer and, you know, document what, what she needs to get there. If that's your, you know, if that's your destination, um, figure out what you need on her map to get her there. Presuming competence is one of those that's, um, you know, it doesn't fit into like a nice, neat little box. It's kind of a, it's kind of an abstract concept because, None of us can predict outcomes. You know, we can't predict outcomes for ourselves. We can't predict outcomes for our non-disabled children. Um, but with disabled kids, you know, it's true. People like to set the bar low. They really do. Um, and go with your gut. Moms know. So I hope that helps. Um, as always, you can ask in our Facebook group. And there is a ton of information um, on the blog regarding this. So I hope that helps and tune in next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group.
my way. It's gone my way. It's gone my way. It's gone my way. It's gone my way. 